Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Drinking During Business Hours. Here we are. Here we are. It's a beautiful day in yeah. sunny Los Angeles, not a cloud in the sky, and we're in the basement with no windows. <laughs> I'm Rich Chesler. We don't have Sarah Halstead. <laughs> we don't even know if it's cloudy outside. It could be sunny when we walk in, and it could be raining when we walk out, and we have no way to know. That's true. It's really crazy right yeah. now. I'm hearing your seat, like, squeaky, squeaky. Oh, like, that's not, not my just seat. So you know. Oh. All right. <laughs> Just so you know, that's not a seed. Uh, <laughs> what are we drinking? Today on Drinking During Business Hours, we are drinking champagne. Mm. Actual champagne. Now, oh. yeah, now you know how most people, they only know like three champagnes, right? They know Cristal, Dom, and oh, four, Moet, and Vouv. Oh, okay. But what we're drinking not today... Not Krug, not Laurent Perrier. Most not, people don't okay. know them. No. <laughs> I'm a we champagne do. snob. Right. I love, 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 love love champagne yes she does i can honestly attest that sarah has an unhealthy relationship with champagne hell okay maybe <laughs> but today we're drinking a what's called a grower producer champagne mm -hmm. which is actually a champagne from champagne france which is made by the guy who actually grows the grapes mm. now instead of selling them to the middleman the negotiant who then makes the juice and gives it to yeah, the, the champagne houses yeah, right so like this is farmers. a grower producer champagne and this is called baron fuente and it's blanc de blanc okay so that means it's 100 percent chardonnay 100 percent chardonnay yeah and this is one of your favorites i do like this i'm uh, acting like i'm all surprised <laughs> I, I knew i knew you were pulling this bottle today yeah I'm excited and we're drinking champagne today because uh today oscars. is sunday it's oscar sunday when Yay. we're shooting so we figured in honor of the oscars we would open up a bottle of bubbly and a Another reason to open a bottle of bubbly is because of our extraordinary guest today. We have, and, and honestly, it, like this is just what I see as the order of her title, philanthropist, activist, comedian, and very talented actor. We have Mona Shake today. Yeah, on welcome Mona. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, by the way, Sarah, can I just take you guys everywhere so you can do that intro? <laughs> say hello to people you're like philanthropist uh, yes activist. activist it's unbelievable oh, it's really so kind you I, know what? I, I drink to that at, I drink I have, to you guys I have chills right now oh we're gonna toast here we go look at that yeah, Sante that. so so happy to have you Laheim Sante cheers I have a crazy champagne story. Of oh, how please do oh, tell. tell. I was staring Yum. at your champagne bottle, and uh, so back um, about four, about four, five years ago, I got flown out to Dubai to headline a show. Mm -hmm. I read, I just read about that. Yeah, and I go and headline the show, mm -hmm. and uh, turns out that the owners of this very fancy club where I was performing also happen to be Pakistanis, right? Mm -hmm. So they're mm -hmm. like, please come to our, you know, they want you to come to our, the, the manager walks up to me, he's after I finish, finish my set, they're like, you know, the owners would like you to come and join them at the table. And I was like, if there's some sexual stuff involved, I'm not interested. <laughs> and, but it wasn't like yeah, that at all. I have to have that declaration, I was though. like, do I have to give lap dances after this? I can't do this. <laughs> you never know. I can't. I you don't. Are my knees a female are, comic. Right? I was yeah. like, my knees are giving out. And uh, so... <laughs> I didn't bring my lap dance shoes. <laughs> Yeah, I've got my tap shoes if you want me to tap. Not my lap shoes. <laughs> <laughs> no, my lap shoes. My lap shoes, I don't exactly. have them. And uh, I go and sit over, and they're like just the loveliest people. Mm. So sweet. They're like so proud of me. They're like, oh, oh my yeah. God, you're a fellow Pakistani, you're an accomplished comic, blah, blah, blah. So accomplished. They're like making me open up pop champagne bottles. I literally have, mm. still have that video. So I'm popping up a champagne bottle. So well, you were the champagne girl, I was, essentially. I am such a champagne girl. Because there's always a champagne girl. girl. I, so when you were like, <laughs> I love champagne, I'm like, me too. I'm such a fan. I must have went overboard that night because oh we were having such a good time. 
in the middle of the night go go to the hotel i pass out and i wake up and not to be gross i am just going off on all ends and i don't know what's wrong with me bubbles, <laughs> bubbles can do especially if there was residual sugar like if it was a moet or it was a moet it was oh it there's the, there is me nothing worse up. than the moet Hangover. I believe it was like Moet or it was like Clico or one of those. It, yeah. One well, of the Moet ones. has a lot of sugar. You don't understand. I, long and story short, for like oh, a solid no 12 hours, I, I, can, I cannot even put water. I keep vomiting out water. Right. My body can't retain anything. <laughs> so I'm having horrible headaches. It's right? the worst hangover. Because I'm so, so horrible dehydrated. Right. Oh, God. So my conservative Muslim uncle oh, is coming to, <laughs> uh, I'm supposed great. to go have dinner with him and his family that evening. And I am a mess. Oh, I can't no. even get up. So my my cousins come to pick me up and they're like, are you okay? And I'm like, I don't feel so good. So the moment Did I you- enter his house, <laughs> I say, salam alaikum. And I run into the bathroom and I start vomiting. Oh, goodness. My uncle's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I think I have food poisoning. I didn't. So or we the travel. You, there's so many things you could have blamed. So he's it like on. exactly. Thank he's God. like, let me take you to the clinic. We go to the clinic oh, and the, shit. They the knew. Iraqi doctor goes, what did you drink? <laughs> and my uncle's sitting right there. Now, oh, I no. can't let, like, you don't understand, like, Pakistani Muslim culture, you, if you drink alcohol in front of your adults, you might as well take your clothes off and fuck in front of them. Like, <laughs> that's the equivalent of it's that. It's really yeah, that big yeah. deal. that big deal, oh, right? So, so the, the doctor goes, what did you drink? And I was like, water, Coke? And he was like, uh-huh. The doctor's like, this bitch is lying, right? <laughs> so I was just like, maybe it's food poisoning. And he was like, okay, that's fine. He's like, I just want to let you know, I'm about to give you a shot in your back because you're, you know, you're severely dehydrated. Right. And he goes, that shot is going to damage your liver if you had any alcohol. <gasps> but I just want to let you know that. So I turn to my uncle. I'm like, can you give us a few minutes? <laughs> <laughs> my uncle steps out, and I'm like, all right, god damn it, all right. Oh. I went overboard with champagne. He was like, yeah, I thought so. Oh. He goes, you have severe alcohol poisoning. That's what you have. How much did you drink? I I think I must have put away about a bottle and a half of champagne. Yeah, to yourself. Easy to do yeah. with bubbles. Yeah. I went. You overboard. don't really That's feel about it. Seven glasses. And it's I swear, and and it's not true, but it it. it, it it, it's ultimately a depressant, but it certainly doesn't feel like one. Depressant. <laughs> yes. The only thing depressing it, about alcohol body, is the no. hangover. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. At the, yeah, it just it doesn't make you like drunk. Like you don't feel drunk when Dude. you're probably drunk. Right. I was so I was yeah. so. That's exactly what it was too. It's and you know, I remember you. that night not being that drunk because right. because I was pacing you're with the food. You can be articulate. That. Precisely. There was nothing yes. in it. The way it hit me. Oh my god! It was a nightmare oh, ever since then hilarious. do you know the water trick what's up what's up like two oh the water ratio right what, one to one whenever okay. you're out drinking just have one glass of water for every glass of alcohol that mm. you have and you'll never dehydrate you'll pee a lot but yeah. you won't get dehydrated you won't yeah. get alcohol poisoning or That's just true. smoke weed um well smoking weed helps so does the cocaine no seriously <laughs> you know alcohol it, alcohol so bad. <laughs> just it makes your kidneys work 50 times harder than mm. it would normally work right, so you right. have to flush the kidneys while you're drinking the alcohol yeah, so 
mean, my thing is that I'm not a big drinker at all. Oh, like yeah. that was a big thing for me that night to be even drink. I must have been like in celebratory mode or whatever. Sure. But I'm a big cannabis person. Like I'm a big weed smoker. I okay. love my edibles. I'll That's consume great. cannabis in any form. I don't care. <laughs> it sounds yeah, like yeah, Rich does like, like the edibles. I do edibles at night. Yeah, and I do. Sleep, nice but things. I, I'm a, I love. Cannabis. He used to be a big wake and I was a yeah. wake and baker all day, so every I'm not day a wake for and baker, forty years. But I definitely like at night. I definitely need that that joint. I definitely right. need that edible. It helps. I think it's great. It yeah. helps. Yeah, you know, a great deal. I have insomnia. Really do you have insomnia? I do have insomnia, yeah, and the edibles too. really help me sleep through yeah, the night. Yeah, me too. Me too. My problem is that it's not that I can't fall asleep; it's that I can't stay asleep. That's the thing, you know. Yeah. It's the edibles you have a lot keep on your me. Mind. Yeah. yeah, my brain is always going. Mine so too. I'm, I'm and Rich to... is just always thinking of me. So I mean, why do you think I wake I up and pace the house? Yeah, I don't blame him. Her. I mean, he has a beautiful, <laughs> amazing woman by his side. I don't blame him. He's probably scared to lose you. He's oh, like, goodness. what do I do to keep this woman happy? The in fear. my life, I like the fear. You like, like the fear? I did. No, See, no. <laughs> Teach me your ways, Sensei. <laughs> right. Teach me your ways. Oh, I, I'm so happy we ran into you at Zara at I mean, Christmas time. That what was the day you got COVID. Was, by the way, she got COVID, I got COVID that day. That day. No. That day. Yeah, and she I gave it to like my I family. Got, I feel like I did. <laughs> I feel I'm like so I got it at sorry. Zara. I don't know why. But like oh you always want to like blame like who? Okay, who gave this to me? You know? And Zara, it was so busy that yeah, day. Yeah, Zara was a bit jam packed. It was jam packed. Right? Did you had COVID before this? Yes, and, and so I was the second time you got. And, yeah, and it was nothing because I'm you know I'm vaxxed and yeah, it yeah, was yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. a little yeah. a little bug. But, yeah, for but sure. But it was it was worth running into you because it kind of reunited you guys. We hadn't seen each other in so long. I know. Um, we know each other. We were in a film together a long, long time ago. Long, long time ago. That's a long, right, Sarah. Long time ago. That's right. That's About right. Seven years ago, if I'm not mistaken. Gee, Sarah. An Amy is... Walker film, which is she's like a a, a voice impressionist prodigy. YouTube. Pro- YouTuber. Yeah, YouTuber. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And we did a show or a film for YouTube, and we bonded. That's you right. You and I really clicked. That's correct. That's correct. You and I really. You know, I I don't know if you guys experienced this, but like. Whenever there's like a set or a party or something, and there's like two comedians, we would literally just huddle in the corner. Yeah, it's like a comedian thing. Help I don't it. know what it is. Actors we just want to be together. You know, yeah. it's a weird thing. Actors, and I started as an actor. Yeah, and I was on a soap opera, and then I started doing oh, stand up. Nice. And actors have this weird sort of thing with stand ups. It's like they want to try it. They think they can do it. But they don't really understand the culture. So that's why comics sort of, I think, just gravitate away from, yes. you know. We also feel like outliers. We never feel like well, we belong we anywhere. Right. So true. then we get along with people who yeah. also feel the same yeah, way. Yeah, we're rebels. Like, Comedy is a rebel. Yeah. It's very it's very much a rebel. I think it's like a quiet understanding among comedians that we don't so. belong. We don't feel like we belong. So then wherever we find each other, we just huddle together. Right. And we stayed in touch. Thank yes. God. Thank I God love for that. that. And yes. we, we were always like touching base with one another. But you went into this extraordinary category of philanthropy as well as activism. And so, like, I don't even know, should we start there or do you want to start? We can start where we are I mean, before, before we we're start. We're already there. Yeah, we're already there. Okay, before we there. start, I, I want to say, I want to tell you something. I don't think I've ever told you this. I've. I've been doing this for about 13, 14 years now. Mm-hmm. Of all the comics I've ever met, you are by far the kindest, mm. the sweetest. And I'm not just saying that because I'm here. You always like have this really beautiful 
kind, compassionate mm. vibe and energy that you give. And I always remember you and I always think about you of as just one of the nicest people I've ever met in well, comedy. Well, thank you. That means a lot because we have to, it can be pretty cutthroat out there. It's super cutthroat. It's cutthroat in our apartment. Comedy. <laughs> <laughs> what are you kidding me? We're fighting over spots already. Are you um, joking no, me? You know what I mean? You know, so that means a lot. But I feel the same way about you. Oh, you're you know, so and that, sweet. That's one of the things I think that bonded us. Yes. And so you are, are, are you raised in Pakistan? I was raised in Pakistan. I moved okay. to New York when I was 15 years old. Okay. Or Jersey City to be exact. With your family? Did your family immigrate? Or? So I'll tell you, like, so our family history is not like your typical immigrant family story. So uh, when I was six months old, I was born in Pakistan. Uh, I have four older brothers. My second and my third brother were given expired vaccination for polio. And my both my brothers ended up getting polio because of it. Holy and shit. And there was no treatment for them when they were babies. So mm. we would have relatives call up my mom and be like, your children are useless. You should just throw them away. Just <gasps> give them away in an orphanage and my mom was like how about you go fuck yourself right. and yeah. I'll find a way to like t- find mom. a way to take care of my children right. so my mom would write with the help of my her cousins would write letters to hospitals around the world saying that I have two sick children that need treatments mm. and my mom my finally Shriners Hospital in Lexington Kentucky responded and said we'll take care of your two sick children we're just and, gonna fix that. Oh sure. Right. They go. take care of you know, they were like, We take we'll take care of you two sick children and that's how we started coming to the US. Wow. So my mom was pretty much in absent. New York City. So yeah. it was like a, a team in New York, well, a medical No, not in New York, in Kentucky, in Shriners oh, Hospital. Oh, yeah. Oh. So my mom, like pretty much all throughout my formative years, wasn't really around. So I was raised by my dad, by my grandmother, my aunt, because my mom was constantly going back and forth. Which was a really tough time for her to leave sure. you know, half her children behind and then yeah. go take care of two sick children by herself so my mom went through a lot so um but what ended up happening is that my mom when she finally went back when i was like i don't know about uh 12 13 years old um actually more like 14 uh, my mom finally went back to pakistan and finally like settled down with us but what was happening is that my mom's cousin uh was who was also my favorite uncle uh, was running for politics and uh, mm. politics is a dirty game, really, anywhere. But in that part of the world, it's even dirtier, right? Mm. And uh, is like, it corrupt over there? Like, I don't. Just saying, <laughs> is the Pope it, Catholic? I, well, I don't know. Where's the yarmulke? I'm always confused I mean, I about that whole no, thing. No, no, I totally. I mean, look, it's it's not. You read Malala. It's not just yeah, yeah. exactly. It's not just corrupt. It's right. dangerous, right? Yeah, yeah. So, especially for women, but especially women and even men, right? Once sure. you end of that, enter that arena, sure. it's a whole different ball game. Mm. So we would get death threats at home because my mom and my dad were big supporters of my uncle for him to be elected. Ah. Sounds like he was progressive. He was progressive. He was very cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, we started getting death threats. So my parents freaked out, and they were like, "We got to get the kids out of here because they would be like, we know where you live. We know you have five children.'" We're gonna we're gonna kidnap them. We're gonna murder them. Like you better back off. So oh my, my parents God. freaked out. My mom was like, "We gotta get the kids out of here." Wow. Oh and that's God. how like my mom brought my three older brothers to come and get settled. So I didn't see my mom for about five years because she was here getting my brothers settled and everything. And then she finally, when she went back, um, you know, my fourth oldest brother 
finally my mom was like, all right, we're going to send him back to Planet Jamaica also when my parents stayed behind because my dad had a pretty big car business. And uh, finally, when it came to me, all of a sudden, all the uncles who never gave a fuck about me, all of a sudden were picking up the phone and calling my parents up. You're not going to let your daughter go to America, are you? She's going to be ruined. She's going to be spoiled. And my parents were like, why don't you worry about your own fucking daughter? <laughs> all right? Put your back the fuck off. Yeah, Shut the fuck man. up. Right. Yeah. Take How a annoying. fucking seat. Right. Okay? And my mom was like, no. And I think that I have such utter love and respect for both my parents mm. for giving me the opportunity to even have to even. I mean, listen, there's no way in hell I would be sitting here having this conversation with you, having a glass of champagne. OK, no, you'd so, be in Pakistan. I'd be in you Pakistan be with like fucking God knows how many children. I probably would have killed myself by now. Well, or but, the Taliban. Or the Taliban. Yeah. You know. I mean, look, it's so crazy, right? It's nuts. Um, yeah. So it my, really parents, is. my parents have been, you know, they've made a, a fantastic choice for me to be able to come here and give me the same level of opportunity as my brothers did so they didn't deprive me of that so I'm like in forever de indebted to my parents mm. to give me that opportunity mm. right so oh, I, I just that. have so much love and respect for my parents for doing that. Are right? they still with us? My my father passed away about 15 years ago almost 16 mm. but my mom is so that's why I'm going And is she here? Oh she's there? She's in Pakistan right now because we have a bunch of properties and two of our Properties got illegally taken over. God damn it! Uh, and so you're you mean going by squatters or the government so, took them? Uh, the squatters, not the government squatters. Right. So, so we, we got to get them out. We got to get them out. Got to get them out. Got to get them out. And it's a process. Late. Do they yeah. have squatters' rights in Pakistan like they do here? So it's not even so much the squatters. It's what it is. Is like uh, a lot of these, uh, uh, you know, there's like a, almost like a mafia, like a real estate mafia almost. What the, when they they're like, oh, this lot has been sitting around for a long time. Nobody's come and claimed. It. Right. They go and get fake documents made, right? They go to the court and they're like, this is actually my property. And then the person, the registrar's office was supposed to stamp, stamp it. it. They give them a little bribe. They fake stamp it. And then they're like, see, it's my property now. Whoa. And then and then original owners like ourselves then have to step in and be like, no, I'm the intervener. Right. This is not yours. This is mine. Get the fuck off my property. But that process can take forever. Sure. And there's no way that you would just like want to sell it and be done with I it. I do that want. Way you I mean, to, how like, do you? But before you even sell it, you got to get you it gotta out. Gotta, of you got to yeah. get the rights yeah. back. Okay. You got to yeah. get the rights back right. so you have the deed. So you're, Precise. You're right. going home tomorrow to help mom. I'm trying to help yeah, mom out. That's amazing. I'm trying to help mom out. This and is like my second trip in four months. Now, Holy shit. I have a question, um, and I've always it's wondered about plate. this. You know, and you said you were in Dubai also, and I know a couple guys. I want to go there to. To perform, you should, yeah. I would really like to do it. I don't know how, but I know there's a couple people that I know have gone over there. Yeah, are there different sections of Pakistan where m certain more westernized behavior is accepted? Yeah, uh, is it is there like a split there where oh, if you go in this part, they have liquor and there's you know live entertainment. Yeah, and people don't wear burqas, and over here it's. So if you go um, like the way I grew up in Karachi, which is a southern city in Pakistan. Okay. So Karachi is, you know, it's hot. It's a right. beachy city. It's very much like L.A., mm. uh, but a lot more pollution, right? Because okay. it's a very densely, it's the second most densely populated city in the world. Mm. Right. Number one is Bombay, right. which is Karachi. Mm. Um, so I, when I grew up, I didn't grow up with burqas. Nobody in my family 
wore barca. Right. My mom did when she was she was younger because she was very pretty and all these dudes would follow her. So my grandmother freaked out and would put a burqa on her. Mm. But my father never wanted to do that. We never wore the hijab. We never right. wore any of those things. Don't get me wrong. We did grow up in a conservative Muslim family. Like we weren't like running around drinking alcohol, smoking cigarettes, yeah. and wearing mini skirts. No, that wasn't a thing. Yeah, right. no moet. Yeah, right? that wasn't a thing. Um, however, um, you know, I think a lot of people had this impression in America of like, you know, like if you go to the average city like Karachi, like uh, you know, you're gonna run into Taliban. So it's not like Afghanistan, right? Afghanistan is a whole different Afghanistan world. is totally different. I mean Afghanistan right. is completely different. Mm. Like, even Iran is completely different. Yeah. I mean, what's going on in Iran right now is they just opened up so their relations again also yesterday with Saudi Arabia. Right. They just Who did? Iran did? Uh Iran. Oh interesting Chinese Negotiated interesting. the peace. Interesting. Yeah, that's well, you be know very that dangerous. what that whole conflict is about about the Shias and the Sunnis, yeah. right? Saudis are Sunnis and and, the, and Iranians are Shias, Shias, and that's that whole world. Mm -hmm. But what what it is is that Karachi, Pakistan is a very fascinating country, right? It's fascinating in the sense that the city that I come from, Karachi, there is a battle between the intellectuals and the ultra conservatives, right? So the intellectuals are constantly fighting for that land and that space to be like we. Need need progress right we want education we want uh, rights for women right we arts. want uh, arts like it's a big fight that you know Pakistanis put up so I find so many Pakistanis, Pakistanis to be so brilliant right they're they're so courageous to be able to sit there and fight listen I can sit here and run my mouth all I want right but the people who are actually on the ground fighting that battle and fighting those fights those yeah. are the real heroes to me, right? Oh, not yeah. me. I'm not. Well, I'm just someone that can maybe expand and you know maybe like uh, maybe like uh, magnify their voice. And right? you're doing it a lot. I'm Mona, doing it a lot, and I try to look. And like, that's wow. good. You're yeah. supposed you to speak up right. in the in same way. Every publication imaginable, and the and the publications that matter. Oh, thank the you. Publications that people read. Yeah. So yeah. High I mean, Times, so, Playboy. So, I can't read I, them. Yeah. No, Hustler. I, I will. Hustler. I've actually been a Hustler. I saw the pictures. Very humble. <laughs> it's a burqa with Moet, actually. With Moet. Um, so like we should bring, and a So um, <laughs> uh, is there an English-speaking population in Pakistan? Very big. Then we need to bring comedy there. I mean, look, comedy is there. Really? It's not that comedy isn't. Comedy has really boomed in India and Pakistan in the past decade. Right, it's made a big. So India, we have comedy clubs in Pakistan, not so much. Right, it's a, it's a, it's a culture that's still fairly new mm. because you have to understand, right? The the freedoms that we have, like as Western comics, to be able to get up on stage and talk about whatever the fuck we want, mm -hmm. it's not like that in that those part of the world, right? In those parts of the world, you can't get up on stage and criticize religion. You can't get up and you know really criticize. You can't criticize government. You can't criticize people. But it comes with a huge price oh, yeah. and you have to be okay with paying that price that could even mean you know putting your life at stake oh yeah right so oh, yeah. the stakes are completely different the stakes right. are completely you know different. you can't you can't as a stand-up comedian you cannot get up on stage in london yeah. and criticize religion. There's a law there. It's blasphemy. Wow. And you can be arrested for it. Madness. Absolutely. Blasphemy. And in this country, back in the 50s and 60s, 
you could be arrested for blasphemy. I mean, look at what happened to the great uh, Lenny Bruce. Lenny, well, uh, yes, I know. Lenny I'm, Bruce I'm, is my favorite. I look up to that man all well, day. I, I'm a little bit of an expert in Lenny. I oh, my did, God. Then we yeah. have to talk more. He has a project that we can't talk about, but yeah, we there's can, something we coming can talk to about. We can eat some tandoori chicken and talk about uh, this. I live for Pakistani and Indian food. Do you know? Oh, my All right, now we have to do gracious. a Pakistani cookout for you. Let's, and, let's I, have a continuation of this. Yeah, but this is this is a very big subject that's extremely close to my heart. Okay, so I can talk about this in depth, educated with you. I mean, like I I love all of that, right? I mean, but you know, coming back to like Mm -hmm. that kind of freedom of speech, to be able to have the access to be able to talk about things, and really, I mean, look, comedy is critical by nature, right? Yes. Comedy, we are really the people, the, the really good comics anyway. Uh, maybe I'm not one of them, but the really great comics are the ones who really hold the mirror up to nature, as Shakespeare said, right? And that's really what we do. But when there are so many governmental restrictions, cultural restrictions, mm-hmm. religious restrictions, how do you as an artist get to express yourself? How? When your your life is at stake, your family's life at stake, you know, your, your livelihood at, right. is at stake, how do you still pursue that and i think for me they are the real heroes right to me they are the real courageous ones artists have always been up. that way and always. i think it's no matter where in history no matter where in the world if you're an artist yeah you are a hero that's correct because even if you're painting right. you know or you're an orator that's or right. you're a dancer that's right. You know, it doesn't really matter what aspect of the arts you're in. Yes. You are bending the norm. That's right. That's right. You know, and that's, that's right. and that's why art is so subjective. And that's why I really stand by the, if you don't like what I'm saying, yep. there's the door. That's 100%. There's the door. I noticed that about you, Mona. That's one of the things you know, that you're so hugely advocating. You know, 100,000%. People, yeah. people ask me sometimes, they go, well, what is your comedy like? And I'm very clear about it. And I tell everybody the same thing. If you don't like looking in the mirror, yeah. you're not going to like my stuff. That's right. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. You know? And listen, and and that's the most beautiful thing, right? You can say that sitting in America. Right. You can't say that sitting in Pakistan or some other parts of the world that are very, very conservative, right? Because it doesn't, it's not like change the channel. It's like, no, I'm going to put two bullets in your head. Well, that's or what I'm it is like here now. Up, right? But that's what it's turned back into and in the United scary. States. Very scary. I mean, comedians getting attacked on stage. I got not attacked okay. on stage in D.C. Tell us about it. I got attacked on stage. Tell us, I saw what happened, but tell us about it. I mean, absolutely insane. This is like before the pandemic hit, right? This is like 2018 or so. Um, I got flown out to D.C. to perform for a college and then it was a daytime thing and then in the evening I ended up headlining two shows that a local comic that I got connected to who got me those spots right I go and do this one room fantastic great time right go to one do another spot across the street and there are these three drunk women sitting and they are just obnoxious. Are they white? I'm yes. sorry, I had to ask. Duh. Yes. Are they yes. like Karen white? They are yeah, like Karen white. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Jesus. And every comic that's going up is being heckled by them. But you can mm. tell that these younger, they're like younger comics. They don't really know how to deal with hecklers. So they're just trying to do their set and just kind of yeah, trying to get right. the newbies. It's hard. So I go up on stage and I'm like, if these bitches interrupt me, 
I'm gonna absolutely destroy them. And how long have you been doing comedy at this point? Uh, I've been doing comedy for almost uh, almost a decade at that point. Oh, okay, so so yeah. you're pretty apt to handle. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah, exactly. I've been in the game for a bit to be yeah. like, I can handle the yeah. motherfucker, yes. like bring it yes. on, bitch. Yes, you know? yes. So I'm like, that's fine. Um, so I get up on stage, I tell my first joke as I'm about to say a punchline. She's like, I didn't hear you. And oh, I was like, no. I was like, well, if you kept quiet and you paid attention, you would hear my punchline. So I'm going to ask you once nicely, okay? Please, just keep quiet, okay? So you're right. asking nicely. Right, right. I yeah. start telling my other joke. I'm talking about Bill Cosby. I was making fun of Bill Cosby's eye, why his one eye's fucked up and the other one is good. Um, and it's because one eye is quailude eye and the other right. eye is yeah. um, Brilliant. Brilliant. Right. Brilliant, I love yeah. it. And <laughs> as I was to say the punchline, she was like, right, this isn't funny. Oh, God. I was like, you stupid Ugh. bitch. I never said rape was funny. I'm right. like, all right, I'm going to give you two choices. I was like, either you shut the fuck up or get the fuck out. What's it going to be? Right? So every comic in the back like just starts applauding. I'm like, fuck you guys. You guys should have fucking taken right. care of these bitches. Why do yeah, I have to clean I, up I, your mess? Because we're the headliners. When that's the way it works. That's correct. But that's I, the way I, it but works. I hate right. when security right. just sits on their duff while this is going I, on. It bothers me to no end. Right? I also don't, you don't want a feature actor, somebody up before you right. taking control of the audience like that because when you get up there then it's already tainted. I mean, I want the host to do their job. The host should, but the, the club should, should do their job 100%. and police the room. Security should do their job. Sarah watched that happen to me last year when we were on the road in... It was in, more than uncomfortable. I, I I literally took my billfold out and I looked at the guy I go, I'll give you your $20 back right now if you just get up and walk oh out. Oh my God. I will give you back your ticket. Was money, he drunk? Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They were hammered. And, and so, the club so, didn't do nothing to protect no. them. You know what they did? They told them to never come back. Yeah. Told you? Yeah. Me. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Crazy. Thanks, that's, Route 66. That's yeah. fucking uh, ridiculous. I don't, yeah, I'll call them out. They told They're me not so to come dumb. back. They told the Such booker terrible, I was rude. Terrible casino what? Club. One of the guys at the table was a bartender at the club. Yeah. And he was with his friend, and they were just being unbelievably rude, heckling, heckling. You're not funny! Oh my god! Oh, terrible. Just belligerent. But anyway, so wow. getting back to so, so getting back sorry, to okay. these, so, the Karens. So these fucking Karens. Okay. So I didn't realize that the one that I told you shut the fuck up. Mm -hmm. Point. She had her gay lover at the bar getting a drink. Right. She was getting another drink. They were getting even drunker. Right. So when she heard me say that, all of a sudden, the the butch girlfriend <laughs> on stage. The man in the relationship. Exactly. Steps up on stage, puts her forehead on my forehead and starts pushing me back. Oh my God. My my big black friend who had brought me there, he was like, yo, shit's about to pop off, son. He steps in, he's like, holy shit. I'm like, bitch, you wanna fucking go at it? I'll fuck you up right here. I don't give a fuck, right? Yes. So I'm like, fuck you. I'm from Pakistan and I grew up in New York. I have old brother. Believe me, I got this. <laughs> I got this. I got this. Bitch, I got this. Right. I heard you talk about yeah. that and uh, one of your sets in a club once. I have to like work on I, this bit. I know you're a, I know you're a tough. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna fuck you. I up know right you're here, tough. Right? I heard the set. This is gonna be crass, but fuck it. But she goes <laughs> to me. She goes to me. Why don't you be funnier? I'm like, all right. Here's a joke for you. Whack. <laughs> I was like, how is it? 
that you eat all that pussy, but you got a motherfucking horse face, bitch. Um, so then she was like, no, everybody's like, oh, shit. She was like, she's like, yeah, she's like, I tell her to, tell her to, could not talk to us like this. So I'm like, hey, do me a favor. Go to the top of the building, grab a knife and jump off the fucking building and stab yourself on the way down. <laughs> so now security I really wish in. we were there for this. Yeah, see, I'm different. I'm in New York. I would have been like, I'll tell you what, I'm going to drag you to the top of the building. I'm going to slit your throat and throw you off. I mean, <laughs> obviously, she can obviously handle it. Clearly. And I, was just I got like, it, so man. Finally, I love it. Finally, security steps in and takes her out. I'm like, get these fucking bitches out of here, right? right. And they kick them out. So the so entire room is like, Mona, Mona, Mona. <laughs> so now I have I this crazy reputation <laughs> in the DC scene that Mona doesn't take shit from people. Good. Which That's is good. great. Good. Right? But apparently I'm also like you know, a foul mouth bitch. And that's so fine. What? I don't give a fuck. Who isn't? Right? It's Who like, isn't? It's like, I don't come to your job and slap the dicks out of your ass, so why the fuck you coming yeah. to my fucking don't. job and talking shit to me? Like, right. get the fuck out of here. No. I work way too hard. I yeah. sacrifice way too much yes, you for have. some drunk ass fucking bitches to come and ruin that's my right. Right. Get the that's fuck out of here. Right. right. Get the fuck out of here. You know what? And I'll say it a million times. If you don't like the song, right. change the station. Don't go find the musician and shoot him. Thank you. You don't like my jokes? You don't like my jokes? Find the sign that says exit and walk out right underneath it. Agree. Okay? They don't like comedy, these people. No, you know what it is? They're jealous. They. That, you know what? Also, I've heard from some people isn't heckling comedy? No, it's not. No, no we don't welcome don't we, it. Doesn't it help with your set? No, no it does not. No, it's a deterrent to I don't set. need your help. They, Thank you. I don't they, need your help. Precisely. They, yeah. they think that we're asking for, yeah. for yeah, their feedback. They think that there are people that, and that's why they sit in the front row. They they really literally think they're helping. It's a lot of times, and you know so what helps. you're listening, you're not. Right. You're not helping. See, <laughs> for a guy. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, we don't need like, your For help. a guy, <laughs> and I've experienced this several times, like I've gotten threatened, I've gotten into fights on the road. I believe it. Because as a man, you're on stage. Guy takes his girlfriend out on a date, they go to the comedy club. Mm -hmm. I'm on stage working. Yeah. The girlfriend is laughing. That's right. The guy gets bent out of shape because his girlfriend is laughing at another man's jokes. How interesting. So you get off stage, you sell your merch, you're finished glad handing, you walk out the club and there's three guys waiting out front. So you go, what, you think you're so funny? Oh my God. It's, it can be. Yeah, Seriously. You know what the crazy tremendous thing is? Insecurity. I heard the flip side of it about women. You know, I don't know, Sarah, if you've heard this or experienced this, but I was told in the beginning, I don't listen to that shit now, but I was told in the beginning, don't dress, don't look too cute on stage. Oh, are you don't kidding? wear a skirt on stage. Don't show skin. Don't, don't show, wear skin. show skin. You know why? I can't even wear shorts. Yes, it you angers the women. Yeah. It angers the it women. It angers the women. And then she's not going to have the of guys course. laughing mm -hmm. that he's attracted to you and yeah. she that's, doesn't want that. Well, you know, so it's the same shit you, on the side. I think that's changing, though. That you, is changing a lot. Nikki Glaser, you know, Sarah Silverman, Nikki Glaser, stronger female comedians have kind of trailblazed that. I mean, Amy Schumer has changed that. Amy Actually, also. Sarah Silverman has not trailblazed that. 
She's done the opposite, and I, I respect her very, very much. But no, she has not. Also, she, she's no stood makeup. by. She's Karen also stood the, by Louis C.K. Yeah, she did stand by Louis. Her and Louis are very, very old when it friends. Comes to yeah. being yes. Listen, I respect the friendship. I don't have yeah. a problem with the friendship, right? But it's like when if you see if you say some shit, then you gotta call that shit out. Right. Yeah. You can be like, look, that's my friend. I love him, but what he did was fucked up. Right. I respect that. I respect it, right? But say that. Don't be like go about fucking defending him like he's some fucking you know. And she kept God like saint. Him. He's not. Now you were actually written up in, uh, or you wrote an article for Hollywood Reporter about this situation. Yeah, about the Louis C.K. situation. Yeah, they Who reached knows? out to me and they were mm-hmm. like, "We need. Would you be interested in writing an op-ed?" And I was like. Oh, this is a great way of putting a target on my back. Um, did, did you talk to Abby Shackner when you wrote your article? Just out of curiosity, she's the girl who was in the hotel room that started the whole deal. I don't think Abby Shackner was I, someone I spoke with. I thought. I thought. Am I incorrect about mm-hmm. that? My understanding was. I have was, to go back and look at the name, but right. I don't know if that name rings a bell. I just want to hear the real first hand because I used to play cards with Louie, and like I just really want to hear. Yeah, but he's admitted it. In the, oh, but, I know he admitted it. He admits it in his last special. Times. Yeah, he talks yeah, about so it. Nothing to surmise yeah. there. Yeah, you know, and yeah. and and the art and your article was 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 perfect pitch. Oh, thank you so much. I and, appreciate that. And so, how did this start? Where you really became this activist for the rights of. <laughs> You know, because I just feel like you have really crescendoed in the past, I don't know, um, uh, four years, maybe. Yeah. Would that be about the timeline of of where you really kind of and 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 I, I think it chose you, Mona. I agree with you, Sarah, 100%. You are the first person to say that, and that's absolutely accurate. It chose you. I don't think I went out of my looking for my way looking for it. It came to me mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. be like, you would be the right person to I, do this. And you do it very, very well. Well, thank you. That's very kind of you. You know, I don't I don't think I ever... I, you know, if you ask me about the activism part, I don't think there was ever like a conscious decision to be like, oh, I'm going to be an activist. Mm-hmm. I think what ended up happening, and I'm sure you've experienced this, I think I experienced so much crap rap in comedy just coming up right the amount of sexual harassment mm-hmm. um i was cornered by a very very famous comic at a comedy club and uh, that was the original hollywood report article that came out in 2018 um and i was cornered by a very famous comic in the valley this person wouldn't let me go home they cornered me everybody stood there and watched nobody protected me may we ask who it was is that co- common is it it's gonna information it's, it's gonna Are come you? out in, okay in a thing that I'm working on. You know, it happens to guys, too. I was completely Well, Rich has been cornered. I've been me too by an extremely (laughs) famous comedian. Wow. Male. Wow. Wow. Male. Who, yeah, really did not take it well that I would not... Gay? Yeah. Of course. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So... Wow. Wow. So you were in the valley. This person wouldn't let me go home. Um, Just... One of the most vile people I've ever met really? in my life, yes. And wow. then I found out later, uh, talking to another female comic who is of like similar background as me, that he did the same thing to her. So I was like, oh, we're his type. We're like the exotics to him. Wow. So they were like his type, oh. apparently. So he likes to go after us. And he also knows and thinks that we're never going to probably make it in his mind. So we're never going to speak up. And he'll mm-hmm. always have the power. And it's like, well, there's a power flip that's coming right now. And you're about to get fucked. It's, it's been uh, happening. It's been happening. And it's this gradual, it's, fantastic it's progress. Overdue. Yeah, it's long overdue. Um, but um, I think I've just, uh, uh, then I was performing 
performing on cruises. Um, I, you know, I was headlining Great. shows, and the first cruise I performed on, I got sexually assaulted by a male comic. Oh my god! Oh on god. the ship. On the ship. Uh, by another by a male comic and that male comic has continued to work uh, while I have stopped getting spots so they encourage sexual predators and this comic by the way has had multiple complaints by other people but they keep this person for whatever fucking their bullshit ass reason is is he famous huh he's not famous at all he's not famous at all we probably know he's famous in the in the maybe the the cruise world but not here on the ground he's not he's a piece of shit He's an absolute Sounds like And we can't it. talk about that either right now, right? Who it is? Yeah, I mean, maybe I'll talk about it later on. Okay. But, you know, okay. it definitely happened on Carnival Cruise. I'll say that much. Okay. Um, but um, they did not do anything to protect me. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I've just, like, eaten shit for so long. Like, I think for me it's been accumulation of things, right? Just, uh, I mean, I, I didn't grow up, you know, I just just having this really hard life of just growing up and then coming and finding something that I love and then I gotta deal with this bullshit again yeah I think I've just kinda hit my max on the bullshit yeah so I'm just like fuck this You're shit tired of the bullshit I'm tired well, of the that's, bullshit that's what I think is the um, propagation for activism I don't think people decide I'm gonna be an activist I need to find a cause no no you get it's fed a breaking up. point I started when I was young I was arrested at Diablo Canyon nuclear power plant protesting when I was 15 years old wow. I've always been an outspoken guy mm-hmm. and I think it's just part of your personality yeah. has a very low tolerance for the bullshit yes and you just feel compelled to have to take a stand I agreed I agree with that. I have girlfriends of mine from eighth grade in Pakistan. I haven't seen in 27 years. And um, one of them now lives in Boston. She's married and has kids. So I was talking to her about it. And she goes like, it makes total sense what you do today. I'm like, how does it make sense? She goes, she goes, when we were in eighth grade together, she was always like a very sweet, docile person. And this girl in school would always pick on her. And she was like, you were the only one who would stood up for me. And like go after her mm. because you didn't like bullies, and mm. I was like, to this day, I don't fucking like. Bullies. I don't either. Yeah, and, to, and know, I was like, so point, that is you're your, right. It's in your you nature. Know, I, it's just, I made a it's film. Your, I, think, I made I an really anti-bullying believe, film. Yeah. I, but I believe oh, it's in your right. calling. Yeah, yes. I believe it's, and it breaks my heart that we have to rap. But if we don't rap, then we lose all of the. Uh, we have about Boo! three minutes, right? Yeah. We have uh, about three minutes. No, I. Yes. I, okay. Good. Okay. All right. So, but I just—it breaks my heart. Will you please come back? Yeah. For can a we do a, a part two? Because I feel like we're not two. even like no, no. we just got into we the chug just chug barely scratched the surface because right you're now. so easy to talk to. Oh. And I Did you forget to set your shit. clocks? Is that what happened? Is that why you were late? Did you forget to set <laughs> you your know, clocks back? You know what forward? happened? We were is that late too. I have this trip coming up, and I am so swamped with work. You're going to Pakistan tomorrow. I'm like running on like half a tank of gas over here. All right. Well, when you get back, and I do. Apologize. No, 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 are you no, joking no, 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 me? No. No. When are you, you, we're so grateful. Yes, oh, when you co- you're so beautiful and delightful. Oh, and oh my god, I fucking love your energy, and I love your chutzpah, and I like your the, everything about you is just oh, the kind of person I would way. choose as a friend. Oh, well, the feeling really. you're making shake. That is totally happen. true. Well, we're friends, so we're yes. We're Mona having... shake is making so, shit happen. So, Mona, before we run out of time, where can people find you? Uh you guys can find me. 
on Instagram at Monis Comedy and Twitter and on Facebook at Monashay Comedian and my website at Monashay.com. And if you want to read up on any of the articles you've done or be published in, they can look at New York Times. They can, they, you can just go to my website. It's all just there. Just go to the website. Honestly, just type in M. Right, and it'll all come up. up. It's not and, my, and no, real it's quickly, I would like to give friend. a shout out. I think Michael out. Jackson comes up. I think it's that. pretty yeah. impressive okay. what you've done. And, and real well, quickly, I would like to give a shout out to K&L Wines. Oh, yes. Because K&L is Shepherds. where I get uh, yes. a lot of my grower producer Thank champagne. You, That's amazing. Thank you. They Thank are, you for the champagne. K&L is amazing. They have a great selection there, K&L in Hollywood. And Mona, please come back. Yes. I, I know you're I so crazy back. busy, but let's do a part two. I'm down. And we want to hear all about the trip, and we want to hear about this project. Yes, yes. that would be amazing. So keep in touch with us while you're gone, and we will. will absolutely have you back. I will. Thank all you, right. guys. Thank you for having me. Thank, Thank you for listening. So much for tuning in to Drinking During Business Hours. The